This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Back to the show. Welcome back to our last half hour of Real Presence Live this morning. And... um, Don, you've been on our program before, but I don't think you were in the studio. It was probably a couple of years ago. Yeah, good Dreen morning. and I were hosting, and uh, uh, it was one of those things where I wish we would have had a call-in opportunity. So because people have so many, I mean, you guys who do the you know talk about gardening and lawn care uh, are really popular. Well, it's great to be in the studio today, and what a wonderful topic to talk about, uh, gardening. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've gardened since I was about five years old, Uh and I just love it. Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, I'm kind of being forced kicking or screaming into it, but I'm retired now, so I got a little more time so I can dig a little bit deeper now when the the time comes. But uh, um, I'm uh, looking forward to learning a few things. But why don't, why don't you, uh, you know, we, I didn't give you much of an introduction other than your name, so I, I know you're at NDSU, but why don't you give yourself your full introduction? Great, yeah. Uh, Don Kinsler, I'm the NDSU Extension Horticulture Agent for Cass County. And uh, so I t- talk about all, kind of all things gardening, from houseplants to fruit trees to vegetable gardening, flower gardening, and everything in between. And, and I like all aspects of it. And spirituality. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. Of course, we can get into that. But uh, one of my favorite things, especially this time of year, you know, when spring is coming, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite things is just quietly walking around the garden, the yard, and seeing what's coming up. And I love it. Yeah, well, we walk around our yard and we wonder if anything's going to come up. <laughs> and if it is, it's going to be the right stuff. Usually it's yeah. not. <laughs> well, we You know, I think the last time you were on, we talked about Mary Gardens a little bit. I think that's, yeah, I yeah. think that was a couple of years ago. That was a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Uh, maybe even, I can't remember if it was before the pandemic or after, I but think anyway, it this was. Is, it's great to be in the studio. Yes, it's so nice to have you here in person. Yeah. It's so nice to look at a face. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I told Don that uh, our our yard doesn't really need any help, so that uh, your questions he can just say, well, you don't have to worry about that. No, the answer is, Jack, you could do it this way. Jack, you could do it. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. Well, how, how did you get started in this whole business? How did you get so knowledgeable about well, you gardening. Know, when, I, when I mentioned that I've been doing it since I was five, yeah. you know, my mom, oh, I had wonderful flowers, wonderful gardens, uh, my grandparents did. Well, anyway, my mom took me out into the vegetable garden when I was five. I suppose to keep an eye on me, mm-hmm. but I've never left. I've, en- oh, yeah. I've enjoyed it so much. So, so grow, uh, you know, as a, a you know, te- teenage uh, years um, in middle school and high school, I just loved it. I found it fascinating. So then I decided to go yeah. to NDSU and uh, take that up as a, um, as a line of work. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's been, and I know a lot of gardeners, a lot of people can relate to this. Uh, you know, for me, it's not just a line of work. You know, it's it's really boy. It's a hobby. It, mm-hmm. It's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle, and uh, it's great. We well, you know gardens are a great place for kids. Well, they are. In fact, there, there's so many wonderful things that can be said about gardening. There are statistics and everything. Uh, there are even studies that have been done that if kids are involved in vegetable gardening, they will eat more vegetables. And of course, we all know vegetables are you know good for us. And so, kids, you know, if they grow pea vines. Uh, and experience picking 
you know, snap peas right off the vine, how sweet and wonderful they are, they will, they'll eat more. You know, and a carrot pulled up out of the garden, you know, brush off the dirt, and uh, boy, the sweetness is great. So kids will develop a healthy lifestyle. You know, I remember, um, this isn't just about children, but reading that um, post-World War II, those that survived concentration camps that got involved in gardening um, were healed more quickly than others um, working with the earth and seeing new life, you know. Yeah. Our grandkids are a good example of the eating the vegetables mm-hmm. that they grow because they have a neighbor with a large garden and they, they like to go out and help the neighbor and they, you know, they get some of the produce and mm-hmm. they eat strange vegetables and things that they grow. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. I'm still not a Brussels sprouts fan. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm working on it. All right. I'm with you on that one. You're not alone. Yeah. Well, let's... Let's kind of talk about, you know, it's, it's spring. People are getting ready to in, get into the yard. Where do you start? Well, right now, you know, um, spring was slow coming. And I, I don't think we're, I don't think it may, it might not delay our planting season because the best window for gardening, for planting things outdoors is really May 15th to the 25th. Uh-huh. The soil needs to warm up. Uh, we need to get farther from the frost-free date. So looking at May 2nd here, I don't think we're late, late. You know, it just seems late. Mm-hmm. But we really couldn't be planting tender things out anyway yet. So I think we could easily catch up. And so right now, what should we be doing? Uh, raking our lawns because there was a lot of snow mold. And when the snow disappeared, most of us found matted down grass you know, mm-hmm. that was just out of the, under the weight of the snow, just all matted down, and there's vole injury and things, and just raking it. You know, when the surface is dry enough, so you aren't kind of pulling out grass plants, but just raking the yard, uh, raking the grass just wakes it up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, checking your trees, shrubs, there's a lot of rabbit injury, and some of those things we can't do a whole lot other than maybe do some pruning. But uh, to me, this is the time to kind of just take a walk around your yard and see what made it and just kind of enjoy... Things coming up. You know, when I look at the iris coming up out of the soil, it's just, it's refreshing. And it's kind of fun to see what I planted last year. You know, is it coming through okay? Or, yeah, so it's just, to me, it's just a, really a time to enjoy that winter is done, knock on wood, and uh, that the spring is coming on. So I just, sometimes I just enjoy soaking it all in. And of course, there's things we need to be doing too. Mm-hmm. We can still prune apple trees and prune shrubbery and things like that. The preferred time to do that pruning is before things leaf out. Otherwise, they waste, they waste energy producing leaves that we're just going to cut off. So do the mm-hmm. pruning first while they're still dormant, and then all the energy will go into new growth. Oh, thank what, you. What do you advise people who... Say they've got a yard, a lot of grass, and they want to start a garden. Do you just take your rotor tiller and till the grass under, or do you take the sod off and then work from there? How would well, you start you, a garden? you can do both. You can just rototill it up, although the grass plants will kind of tend to come back. Uh, or you can rent a sod stripper or dig off the sod. Uh, that will work. Uh, or you can smother it with black plastic or cardboard. Leave that on. It will take a good month or so for the grass to be smothered. Uh, you could use a grass-type herbicide, uh, making sure that it's not a type that will carry over into the soil. 
So uh, for new gardeners, you can get a start. Or the other thing a person can do is you don't even need to get rid of the grass. You can do a raised garden, a raised bed garden, even a raised bed, you know, with lumber that's about 12 inches high. And then on the bottom, on the grass, you can just use landscape fabric or cardboard put down and that will smother the grass and do your raised bed garden, fill it with raised bed soil. And there you go. You have almost an instant garden without doing anything with the lawn. Mm-hmm. How do, where do you get raised bed soil? Yeah, that's a great question. Now, wouldn't you think that you could just maybe dig up some soil out of the corner of the yard, or if it's somebody in a rural area, just take some out of the field? Uh, but the, even the best soil, yard soil, garden soil, flower bed soil, once it gets in a raised bed or a container, it just packs. Packs too oh, hard. Does it? So oh. at the uh, garden centers, you can buy packaged, and it's called raised bed soil. And oh. that's a specially modified mix that really does well in containers or raised gardens. And, boy, you can you can dig carrots out of that without snapping them off. You know, wow. when I dig, <laughs> when I dig carry, carrots out of our heavy clay soil, uh, oftentimes half is left down in. But with that wonderful raised bed soil, uh, things grow really well. How wow. deep are your raised beds? Uh, usually they should be maybe a minimum of about uh, 12 inches. Or, for example, on lumber, if you used uh, 2 by 12, you know, I think you get, what, about 11 or 11 and a half inches. And, yeah, so probably uh, lumber that's 1 by 12 or 2 by 12. And what kind of lumber? Is there one well, wood that's better than another? Uh, you can use cedar, which is kind okay. of expensive, mm-hmm. uh, but that uh, won't rot as much. But you can also use treated lumber because the treated lumber now is food safe. The oh. old treated lumber, which was the green treated, that had mm-hmm. chemicals that should not be used for vegetable gardens. But now uh, the brown treated is food safe for gardens. Okay, and I, is there any particular dimensions other than the 12 inches oh, deep? Oh, there sure or? is. Yeah. Gosh, you guys have all the right questions. That's because uh, we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best width of a raised garden is four feet. And that's so that you can reach in from either side to the middle without having to crawl into the raised gardens or go in and tramp it down and compress the soil. So four feet wide and then as many lengths as you want. You know, mm-hmm. four by four, four by eight, mm-hmm. and... And that, so that's kind of the traditional width is to make sure they're four feet wide. Plus, you don't have to cut your plywood that way. That's true. At least yeah, you won't have to cut the, yeah, the dimensions. You can, uh, yeah. Yeah, four by eight, four by 16. Exactly. And then do you line that with anything? Uh, the bottom where your grass was, oh, sure. uh, you should line it with either landscape fabric or even cardboard overlapped will work. That'll just disintegrate over time. Mm-hmm. So uh, cardboard works beautifully. Oh. Wait a minute. On the bottom of it. Yeah, on on the bottom. Yeah. So okay. So uh, you so you you. So what this was is, lawn? So you 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 set the ring, your frame floor. sets on the on the ground. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yep. Right on the lawn. Okay. If there's lawn underneath, mm-hmm. just set the wood frame on the lawn grass, and then before you put the soil mix in, then you just lay the fabric or I like cardboard because they'll just disintegrate, mm-hmm. and some of the things can root down through that even. Okay. And I was, then you fill it with the then you fill it with the uh, okay. raised bed mix. See, I was conjuring up images of you know something that was like maybe half a foot off the ground, and then you had to have oh, sure. a bottom on your sure. Planter. I follow you, and that is um, especially for people who no longer want to stoop or bend. Uh, yeah, that type of raised gardens, which is up on legs, mm-hmm. uh, then of course that has a would need a treated plywood right. bottom yeah. underneath. Yeah. Should so it? now that's an alternative for if you don't want to stoop anymore, is yeah. to raise it up within yeah. easy picking distance. 
should it have um, some way to drain? Yes. If you do the raised, uh, raised up on legs, you will need to drill drainage holes in the base of that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if it's directly on the ground, it will drain naturally through either the landscape fabric or the cardboard. Oh, okay. okay. We're, we're talking to Don Kinsler from NDSU, and we're talking about uh, spring gardening. And uh, we got a break coming up right now, but we'll have more of this discussion after the break. And maybe we can even touch on the spirituality part of it, too. Let's do. So stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my Son. Come to Jesus Christ. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Luke 5, Jesus invites Peter, weary from a night of fruitless fishing, back out onto the Sea of Galilee to cast his nets one more time and trust Jesus for the results. To cast into the deep is to let go of our own opinions, desires, and the way things or people should be. To cast into the deep, even where we have already fished with no results, is to let go of independence, autonomy, and self-determination. The sooner we realize that our beloved is holding us in his hands, the sooner we can get about the business of doing our Father's will, the sooner we will become disciples. Proverbs sums up this great secret lesson learned by the saints. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Let go and trust the Lord to direct your activities and your life. He knows what he's doing. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, before we get back to anything inspirational and uplifting, Doreen's going to do one of her riddles. <laughs> what makes, and either of you are welcome to answer this, what makes <clears throat> excuse me, a cucumber a pickle? It makes a cucumber a pickle. I am not sure. I think you better tell us the answer right now. A jarring experience. <laughs> I love it. You know, the garden column, I usually uh, start with a little bit of humor, and I may need to borrow that. Yeah, you take it. It's yours. <laughs> that is a little bit of humor. <laughs> Maybe in the fall, a jarring experience. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we're talking with Don Kinsler, and we're talking about spring gardening. 
and uh, Don, over the you were going to talk about some of the uh, the health benefits. Well, you know, it's interesting, and for anybody who enjoys gardening, you just kind of know it's good for you. You can feel it, but you know, it's it's always nice when they've done some scientific studies to kind of back up what we already know. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, gardening for adults over age sixty can cut the risk of heart attack or stroke by thirty percent. You know, so that, that's significant. And that was based on a study uh, published in the British Journal of Medicine. And uh, another one, of course, we talked about the benefits of kids uh, gardening. And another thing, interesting study done by NASA, you know, the space people, uh, they introduced plants into their space programs and spaceships for the sole purpose of keeping their astronauts Stable, you know, from kind of going nuts, being in an enclosed environment. So NASA has a uh, legitimate program for stress relief in astronauts by having them work with plants. And another one that I I just love is that um, gardening, okay, when you work with plants, it increases our faith in just increases our faith because what you plant, you've got to have a little faith. You know, that seed looks awfully dead mm-hmm. and you plant it and it grows. Uh, or grafting, you take a part that looks dead and put that on a root side and all of a sudden the two mesh and start to growing. So it increases, you know, it just increases our faith that things are going to be okay so, uh, because just, plants so grow. So perhaps my problem is a lack of faith. Perhaps <laughs> you should become a gardener. Um, <laughs> but when you look at don't you think it also stimulates wonder? You, if you really take the time to look at that little seed, like Jesus and you know encouraged us to, that that tree can come. In from fact, this it's uh, it's amazing that you bring that up uh, and how it kind of stimulates uh, the mental and the thinking. Because another study in the National uh, Library of Medicine that daily gardening uh, lowers the risk of dementia by 36%. And that was a study done in 2006. And they tracked over 2,000 people over the age of 60 for 16 years. And daily gardening reduced the risk of dementia by 36%. And that was a a legitimate study published in a, a medical journal. And so, yeah, there's definitely great things. You know, well, the thing that I get a kick out of, okay, plants, okay, in the Bible... Plants were here before people. Uh, plants were on the third day, and maybe God decided uh, we need somebody to weed all this, and so <laughs> man was created on the sixth day. So, uh, and then of course the second uh, story of creation, uh, man came first, but uh, God gave him the gift of a garden. Yes. And so it, it's. I just think it's kind of amazing. Um, humans have a natural instinct or, or kind of a natural cohabitation with plants. You know, we, you know, we've been there together all these years, and it seems like humans just have that, have a sense with plants, uh, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. plants, I think, can be very restorative and restful, and because it seems like, you know, uh, we weren't far apart in the order of creation. And I, I think it's just, it's natural. There's something just natural and wholesome about working with plants. And I really do think it's that long uh, life together, the, you know, all these years together uh, that 
has created that. Well, you've, that. you've just got me thinking, did weeds come after the fall? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, a and weed is just a plant in the wrong place. <laughs> well, that's the definition. Of course, yeah. even Jesus held up plants as an example for humans to uh, strive to. You know, consider the lilies of the field. They don't, uh, they don't, uh, Toil and spin, yet Solomon in all his splendor wasn't arrayed as fine as these. So even Jesus held up plants as an example that we can mm-hmm. live by. Mm-hmm. So I believe he held plants in high esteem. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it, it's wonderful. And I mean, to anybody that enjoys their yard and garden, uh, you know, there's just, there, there seems to be an indescribable instinct or draw to the garden. And. Yeah, we, we, it's where we started. Exactly. We're not for weeds. With you all know, these, life would be a lot easier. Yeah. With all these health benefits, you're giving me an excuse not to go to the Y. <laughs> well, yeah, and of course, one well, a good question is, okay, well, gardening with these benefits, how, how much? How much are you supposed to garden? Well, actually, they've done some studies on that. And so how long should you be gardening? Okay, well, the recommendations are 30 to 40 minutes, three to five times a week. Oh. 30, 40 minutes. Okay, another study says 30 minutes almost every day. Uh, Center for Disease Control, it's two and a half hours of good gardening each week. Whoa. But, you know, I, I like to every day or every other day wander through the garden, pull a few weeds, mm-hmm. you know, out in the yard, flower beds, pull a, pull a few weeds, you know, just enjoy everything. You'd think there'd be some downtime, though, between the time you plant the seed and they start coming <laughs> up. But you, you know, can still weed. Yeah. And of course, the other thing, too, I suppose, you know, active gardening may not for be for everybody. You know, I don't like golf. I have no interest or desire to golf. You know, and so for some people, gardening probably isn't their, their cup of tea as well. So, you know, I don't mean to make anybody feel guilty if, if they don't enjoy weeding. I kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, again, it's for those that enjoy it, uh, great benefits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is something so exciting about the the first fruit on the branch, you know, in the in the summer, you know, the peppers, the tomatoes, that you know. It is. Yeah. Talk about talk about a good way for winter to end. With plants growing. You know, that yes. that's that's what spring that's is. Resurrection. You know, yeah, that's what spring is. You know, the plants start okay. growing. That's mm-hmm. the signal to us. I mean the warm temperature and sunshine doesn't hurt either. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. but but the uh, the plants growing and the lawn greening up, uh, that's, that's spring. We've yes. got one minute. Can you tell us what the secret is to tomatoes? Yes, the right variety. A big yes. beef or celebrity. Got to have the right variety. They'll ripen within our growing season. And uh, the end of June, mulch with either straw or untreated grass clippings. Grass clippings that have not had herbicide sprayed on them. And mulching at, uh, at the end of June, the soil has warmed up, and that will keep the soil uniformly moist so there's less disease. Okay. How's that for a roundup? On okay. Yes. Well, you the big, notes, a, a right? quick, a quick uh, Okay, well, quick you, you, you reinforce. I like the big tomatoes. Dreen likes the smaller ones because they seem to be less... Uh, well, I've had trouble with the big with, ones rotting before yeah, they're ripe with the and animals. slugs. And... Sure. Yeah, so, well... <laughs> Looks like I've got some work cut out for me, judging by the look on your face. Oh, no. I'm just excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And well, this weekend, I'm going to do a lot of pruning and cleaning up out in the yard. Nice. Great. Well, Don, it was great to have you with well, us today. great to be here. And uh, Thank you for inviting me. We will invite you again. We'll, yeah, we'll invite do. you back in the yeah. fall so you can help us talk, uh, talk about uh, preparing 
for the winter. Always a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, thanks again for inviting me. Oh, yes. Okay, I think it's time for our technical director's review, and I know a lot of our listeners have been waiting for this, so here you go with Aaron Bosch. Go ahead. On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Steve Splonkowski and Tom O'Keefe, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Their guests will include Father Jason Leffer, representing the upcoming Maryville Retreat, and Dr. Ian Murphy, speaking about his book, The Road to Self-Awareness. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. And a reminder to all our listeners, Thursday is a National Day of Prayer, so get involved. All right, <laughs> okay, back to you. wonderful. Thanks, Aaron. And thanks again to Don Kinsler from NDSU for being with us. And, okay, so, uh, Doreen, I think you've got a joke queued up, so let's go with that. Okay, this is just for Don. Why do melons have weddings? I'm sure you know the answer to this. Because they can't elope. You got it. Excellent. And (laughs) what vegetable makes music? Ah, you got me on that one. I don't know. Think, think, think. What vegetable makes music? I don't know. The bell pepper. Ah, there you go. Uh, do you want another one? She's a laugh riot. Go ahead. What, one, where, uh, can we do one? We got time for one more. This is more for fall, but I'll say it now. How do you fix a cracked pup- pumpkin? Pumpkin. Mm, I've heard that, but I can't remember it. How do you fix a cracked, cracked pumpkin? pumpkin? With a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Well, without leaving on a high note with that one. Well, now I've got material to use for the garden column. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Oh, we can, okay, we still got one minute to go, oh. so why don't you... You want more? Yeah, to queue one up. Okay, let's see here. What do you call a fake gardener? A fake gardener? Not sure. Plant. Uh, plant? I'm not sure I get it. A but plant? A plant. Is it like oh, that's like a plant in an audience. A person in the yeah, audience. Now, now okay. I get it. Once it's explained to me, okay. now I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is a vampire's favorite fruit? Um, blood something. Um, oh. Keep going. Blood. You're on the right hmm. track. Blood fruit. Blood plant. Hmm? Okay. okay. Orange. Orange. <laughs> blood orange. Blood orange. Oh, blood orange. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. Sometimes I need a little explanation. Yeah. Thanks to all of our <laughs> listeners for being with us today for Real Presence Live, and stay tuned for more good Catholic uh, programming for the, the rest of the day on Real Presence Radio. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com.